like you listen to my monkey mouth. As a companion, when you got pun on the Tenoa route. Hot to the portal and got no fight. The lights knocked them out. Bow. I'm so fighting style. Bow. You will see he tapped out. Bow. We win. We get crowned. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Welcome to SUIL. So this is Soul Hog. What's up, bro? This is Elias. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to see y'all guys back. So, um, all right, man. So we, you know, so you're Soul Hog, and you're a, you're a Twitch streamer, and you're yep. also a you know coworker of mine. We got to know each other through working for Walmart. And yeah, it's about, about a year ago. About a year ago. Yeah, it's been about a year. So, so um, what got you into the uh, the Twitch streaming game? Man, it was just like you know, like the YouTube aspect of it. You know. Yeah. You saw all these people, you know, and people always thought like, oh, it's, you know, I'm going to become a big uh, YouTuber, big streamer, make all the money. Yeah. You know, for me, that's not what it was. Mm -hmm. It was more of like, you know, I see all these people, I see them doing this, and uh, it puts a smile on my face, you yeah. know. And uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I had a, you know, pretty shit childhood. Yeah. But to put the smiles on other people, you know. So you're basically like trying to reach the people who kind of were, were growing up in that. Uh, what was it latchkey sensibility? Right, basically they used YouTube or yeah, Twitch yeah, yeah. as a as an escape from yeah. reality to make themselves laugh. Yeah. Or it was kind of like just this. I mean, like Philip DeFranco became such a big part of my life from like '07 to like mm -hmm. today. So like Philip DeFranco is like a big part of like honestly one of the reasons why I you know, got into uh, the SUIL podcasting circuit. So like I can kind of respect that you were. You know, you, you got your pretty cool uh, Twitch name there, so it's Soul Hog. That's where they can find you. Is there any particular game that you're like streaming right now? You're kind of getting into the groove of. So actually, shortly after this, yeah. I got a stream plan of playing a childhood game of mine that I played like three times, but I loved it. Okay. Called uh, Klonoa. It came out. It came out like. PS1, PS2 era. So what is this Quinoa? Is it like a strategy base? Uh, it's basically um, old school platforming. So basically oh, like yeah, Crash see. Bandicoot, things like that, you yeah. know. But um, yeah, I have that going on right now. Um, a few other things with my with uh with my online crew, you know. Yeah. We got Seven Days going, Seven Days to Die. Uh, yeah, that's my sister's into that Seven Days. Yeah, we got that going on, and we got Raft also. Yeah, Raft is pretty cool. Like I don't know if you ever got into Stranded Deep. Yeah, I played a little bit of that See, one. See, that's my big game. Like, I got I got sucked into that one. And I got sucked into uh, Dante's Inferno when I was young. When I actually, that one caught me younger, and then I went back to it about, I think, four or five years ago, where I beat, like, the first level. I mean, like, the first heart, the first one, and then the second heart, you know, like, basically going through the uh, the difficulty. So the first difficulty and the second difficulty. And I didn't even try the third one because I just... Right, like, right. After the second one, man, I, 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 I gave so much of my life up to that game. I was like... I gotta get out of this, man. I gotta, I gotta see like, like natural light and like fresh air. Yeah, no kidding. I, I know how that goes. Like, yeah, I, I, I always joke about it because it was my, it was my cousin's birthday, and I was literally like a zombie. Like, I was like, like I already finished the first difficulty. I'm like midway through the second difficulty, maybe almost close to the end. And my mom's like coming up to me. She's like, "Hey, we're all going to a birthday party. You want to come with me?" And I was like. No, 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 I'm just going to finish. And I was like, you know what, man, this got too much of an I got too much of an attachment to it. Yeah, let me go and kind of, like, get out of this headspace. Right, right. Yeah, I, think if I, I think it was probably the healthiest option. Like, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. Like, if, if video games give you the escape you need, that's really great. But don't ever be... Uh, don't ever be afraid to like kind of step out of that shell just a little and kind of take a breather. Oh yeah, man. I mean, it's healthy, you know. I mean, uh, shoot, like you know, 
I think I mentioned it to you well, yeah. outside of, uh, you know, yeah. the workspace or whatever. Like, I plan on going to London pretty soon. Yeah, I'm excited for that for you, man. Yeah, you, you, you were talking to, uh, to, actually, he was here for the barbecue. Uh, you were talking to uh, Chad about that, right? Right, uh, like right. The best way to kind of travel in and around there with the tram and everything. I kind of stepped in halfway through the conversation. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'll be coming into some money pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, due to us. Yeah, unfortunate we'll, yeah, event. we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Due to unfortunate we'll, event. We'll say the unfortunate event uh, stemmed 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 the opportunity for you to make that unfortunate event a positive outcome. Exactly, and so you know, uh, first of all, actually, it was actually supposed to be like a meetup mm -hmm. with that with that money from that from mm -hmm. that thing. Yeah. Uh, me and my online buddies, we were gonna all gonna meet up in person. Yeah. But it didn't. It just fell it through. Just kind of fell apart, yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, you know what? Was it like it was like the the meetings of the was it the meetings of the Josh? You ever hear that? Or like yeah, yeah. I've never <laughs> seen that post <laughs> on Facebook. Josh, yeah. yeah. So I was just like, I'm gonna do a meeting of the Joshes or something. Right. That's like yeah. That was that was, that was the best thing ever. I thought that. Yeah. And then they actually actually made it come to fruition. Yeah, it was. So it cool. actually happened. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's just like. Um, you know what is it like when you put that much effort into planning usually something falls through so the fact that I think they got like well over like a thousand people maybe yeah like literally like, over yeah so, so many freaking people have yeah and I think going. they did like a like a like a like a LARPing kind of fight or something it was like it there was like water guns yeah, or yeah. pool looters or yeah, something like some that I remember that kind of thing and then I think they let like a like a young Josh child like win the whole event yeah like it was just little, it was, little yeah, it was, it was great just, it was such it was a great. heartwarming kind of like we're kind of we're we're come we're coming out of the pandemic. We're able to kind of like meet up. It's an open air space. Let's kind of like yeah, it was like this big old park. I yeah. I forgot where it was yeah. though, but and then I think uh, it was like Josh Avenue, like in like Josh, Missouri. Yeah, it was <laughs> something like, stupid, something like, so silly like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like like the 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 name of the street and the name of the town all met up to be like the coordinates where they would meet and they would be the the, the like highlander final I josh think, i think what was funny is that they didn't even put the name of anything yeah I don't think they, they literally yeah. put out map coordinates yeah, like yeah, so that you would have to like kind of do some legwork there right and it was great like but yeah so you got it got the meetup going and you it fell through so you so like you do, are you going with anybody or are you kind of like i wasn't at first so yeah. like i wasn't gonna go i was gonna go by myself because you know i know people out there yeah so i was like you know whatever i'll go yeah but then like several other people heard that i was gonna go which i had no problem you know i, I was telling everybody yeah, exactly. it's whatever they were like screw it you're not going by yourself mm -hmm. we're going with you so now it's like 20 of us are going now that's great, that's great. so we have a big old crew going uh still trying to work out a few kinks yeah you know? i mean uh, that's with any kinks right yeah plans I mean, hotels stuff like that yeah at first we were in an airbnb but the problem was like they were all out of uh, out of England yeah out of London England but um we were like would probably be easier just to get a hotel and just bunk up like, yeah. you know two to three people to a room and that would, that would be the best case scenario man I hear that like there's some real issues going down with like be like Airbnb kind of being pushed out of America now I mean, there's some real issues going down because it's I'm not saying it's dying or anything it's far from that I think that it's probably a very strong company that's going to do very well over time but most people uh, aren't, you know, if they if they have rents that they have, probably they're trying to sell. That properties aren't being sold anymore. They're being more being set up for Airbnbs or, you mm -hmm. know, uh, basically to 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 uh, stem that market into something, you know, so that there isn't the the housing mar the housing market is being affected by Airbnbs being you know, bought up instead of it being turned into sell you know sellable housing right. rental properties. Which I think that that's going to be definitely an issue over here for quite a while. 
because of Samsung and other larger entities coming into the in and around Williamson County. Yeah, because um, this town, it's about to get a whole lot bigger. Yeah, even if like everybody is so concerned about Samsung kind of like being here and then gone, like maybe having like hiccups going along, I think that even with all that, I think we have like Walt Disney coming through, which is I think like Imagine, imagine something like Premier Imagine or some kind of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be on the other side, um, like coming through Granger, you know, that area. So it's basically going to be competing with Kalahari. And yeah, yeah. Know. And like, what was it? Somebody was saying the other days, like, Samsung is going to push all these small businesses out. It's like, no, like a uh, lot of these small businesses are about to get some money. Yeah, I think that that's kind of short sighted. I think that what's going to be really interesting is seeing. Because I think that they forget that um, a lot of the people that come in with a, a lot of spare cash really like those niche kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, smaller mentality kind of stores, like those really like downtown style stores. They, you'll, you'll, I think they like those boutiques and that kind of like feels a little bit more, right. uh, a little bit more like intimate. You get to know like the person behind the desk. It's, it's, I mean, granted, don't get me wrong, I have my customers at, at Walmart that literally come up to me and wave and you know, give me hugs and tell me how, you know, that they, you know, that they're excited to see me. But still, Walmart is kind of a large entity where, you know, at any given time, you know, you could, you know, you could move on from that job when it's more like a family-style business, you know. Right, it's, it's like a stepping stone almost. Yeah, exactly, sense. yeah. So Walmart, you can, you can definitely think of it like that as a stepping stone. I mean, I think everybody knows at Walmart now that, uh, that I mean, podcasting is going to be my passion, but anything that I would do from Walmart here on out is to only feed into that passion. The same with you and your Twitch streaming and right. moving forward. Right, and, and it's yeah. you know it's like it's like I said, it kind of like I'm not doing it for the money and the fame. No, yeah, because you know that would be nice. Yeah, yeah, I could be like you know, um, I'm just gonna throw a random name out there. I don't know if you know him or not, but Sky does Minecraft. Yeah, you know he just all he did was play Minecraft. You know, and it worked out for him. Mm -hmm. You know, but then he kind of slowly descended. Yeah, lack of a better term, slowly descended into madness. Yeah. But, you know, and I kind of... Well, I think that, that that's what's... Uh, man, with, uh, you know, I think that with with large growth not checked, you're going to do that, right? Because then it beca it's, it's no longer doing Minecraft for, for the fun of it. It starts becoming a... Uh, the hobby becomes a job. The right. The becomes a career. The career becomes basically something that you can't control anymore. And I think that you have people that have a healthy balance with it. Like... Philip DeFranco knows that he's a brand, knows that he's a name, and and formed himself into such. And then where you know where you have like PewDiePie, he's no longer around as much. But like PewDiePie, kind of built himself from a person into a business, into an entity, and then sold it, sold out from there. Yeah, and like I think that you have to have that understanding and that balance to be able to. Do right, that. and you know, I like you know, I you know me, I go to these gaming yeah. conventions, mm -hmm. and I I'm lucky enough to meet some of these content creators. Yeah. You know, like you know, the word like you know, like the word famous, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, and, and, and like well, because it's and it's and it's also because of how fast, because of how fast things move. Mm -hmm. You can become a dinosaur real quick. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, you like, can, and if you're not constantly changing or doing new and interesting things, you can become a dinosaur real quick, and you can fade out. Especially on Twitch, where Twitch is very unless you're unless you're simultaneously working your YouTube and your Facebook and your Twitch and all this stuff, you can kind of be pushed to the background. Because I I know that from listening to certain people, it's definitely harder 
to navigate the space of Twitch to find new creators. You kind of have to know your creator. Right, and like, we like, so I'm, I'm going to put him on blast right now. Yeah. Uh, one of my buddies, we call him Glitch, my yeah. self-proclaimed manager. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting him on blast. I don't yeah, care yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. If he sees us or not, I don't care. But, um, well, we hope he sees it. Yeah, right, no kidding. Get in right? the SUIL, man. Right. Um, but, uh, he, we, we both agree on one thing. It's a numbers game. Yeah. So, like, let's say, like, um, like the Resident Evil DLC that's going to come out pretty soon. Yeah, like, if I go in there and play that, I'm not going to get a whole lot of traction. Why? Because you got all these higher other people, yeah. you know, going up there and playing it. It's like, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to go watch this guy. I can't go watch, like, you know, I'm not going to go watch this guy. So, like, it, it kind of sucks to where I have to play games that are kind of used up already. Yeah. Which is kind of a plus and a minus at the same time. Yeah. There's pros and cons to it. Like, you know, I could play things like uh, the Jedi Fallen Order, the one-story Star Wars game that came out yeah. a few years ago. I could play that, and I can, like, get a few views here and there, and that'd be great, you know. But if I go and play uh, Resident Evil Village or the new COD update, you know. Well, see, that's kind of funny, though, too, because I understand completely where you're coming from, because... But I almost find it a little bit, a little bit nicer. It almost seems more like, a, more like, I would say like, this is a completely made up term, like a cafe style of twitching, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I was, when I was really into Stranded Deep, and we were kind of talking about this for like thirty seconds before the podcast started. When I was really into Stranded Deep, I'd like, I'm not a Twitch streamer. I'm not, I'm not a Twitch user. Uh-huh. So I'd roll through Twitch and I'd just type in like, chicken tap, like stranded deep uh-huh. and there'd be like 13 people watching i'd be like how do you do this you know and yeah. he'd, be, he'd literally be like oh this is how you do this because there's like, like 23 people watching and it'd be like you know here's ten dollars or here's whatever however you donate here's a dono right for like literally answering my question that's what i kind of like about twitch and like you know these smaller contents because like i can literally like give you give you chippies for giving me info and I can be like and it's really it's like I said it's like a cap it's like literally we're sitting across from each other and the only thing that's keeping me from being able to do it right then and there is that I don't have the controller mic. right and it's great you know because like I'll get like you know it's it's actually getting to the point where I like almost every other stream or if like every uh every two streams yeah I'm getting like at least two or three new followers which is great you know it's yeah. like you know, okay, I like this guy, you know, hit the follow. Mm-hmm. I would expect them to watch, you know, the whole freaking time because, you know, I could be streaming five hours out of the day. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, they're there for a little bit. That's fine and dandy to me, you know. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think that it's pretty cool because, like, you you, uh, you get to, like I said, you really do get to know these guys. You get to kind of, like, be a part of the, part of the growth and a part of the, like, mm-hmm. the, the coming up. And I think that that's, that's also an issue, though, too, right, because the guy who kind of fell off and, and kind of went, went off the deep end, well, the reason why is because, well, I don't particularly know the reason why, but the reason why, I'm assuming, is, is because you go from relatively obscure to, like, even if 100 people are, are harassing you or making your life, like, asking you for content and making it so that it's not fun anymore, then that's con- then that's living in that's living in your mind and just clouding that things that, that mm-hmm. made it enjoyable, you know? So I can only imagine, like, someone who literally goes from probably you know, maybe 50 to 100 followers to, like, 1,000 followers and then 100,000 followers, and now you have people calling you, you know, basically trolling you or may, are telling you that, you know, your, your content's trash, like, why aren't you watching, why are you watching these guys? And I think that too many people pay attention to that. I honestly don't, you know, I, I don't have enough, like, this is so new, I don't have enough people trolling me right now to, mm-hmm. like, you know, 
you're a bald-headed piece of shit. Why are you on the? Why are you making yeah, yeah, useless yeah. content? You know, I don't really have that. So, and I don't, and I hope that the be- the better part of me won't feed into that. But I honestly think that's one of the reasons why these guys are like literally shooting stars. They they burn like they they shoot up, they burn bright, and then they fade out because there's just so much negativity. Right, and like I've actually had that happen a few times. Yeah. But to be fair though, like you know, I started streaming like like years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I want to say like more than five years ago. Yeah. But because I had so much going on in life, I had to you know periodically stop. Yeah. But um, one of the first few streams I remember. I was playing a game by Volition and Deep Silver, Agents of Mayhem, okay. which was a spin-off to the Saints Row series. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was playing yeah. that, and apparently I was the only streamer playing that. Mm-hmm. So several people came in and whatever. Nobody was saying nothing. Nobody yeah. was saying no. I was like, okay, they're literally just enjoying the stream. Right. And then I get this one person. He uh, message uh, or he said something in the chat. He goes, "Why are you playing this stupid game?" And you know, somebody else chimed in. You know, and they were like. I know, right? He's the only streamer playing this. I go, and then the other guy goes back at this. The other guy he goes, I know, right? Amateur streamer, LOL. And I remember it like yeah, so yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was one of those things that just like. And of course, like, yeah. I didn't care. Like I'm just doing it to. Well, the night. funny thing is, is like. I listen to the Steel Toe Podcast. Shout out to Steel Toe Podcast. If you ever want to be on my show, that'll definitely make me happy. Steel Toe Podcast. They're out of like I think, like Michigan or something. They're they're northern guys. Uh, but like, there was someone who was in there who was like, oh. Um, you know, some show so shows better. Some show, so and so show is like better than yours. It's like, bro, you're watching my show right now. So like, is it that much better? Right. Like, whose show are you watching right now? Oh well, he's not live right now. Well then, clearly he's not as good as me because I'm live right now. And you're, he goes, and you're, he goes, and then he like donated five dollars to call him like a piece of shit. And he's like, I'll take it. Right. No kidding. Like, I'll take it. Like you literally took five dollars out of your pocket to call my show trash and you're still watching it i give you i'll give you 20 minutes to leave he goes and if you're still here you're a fan right exactly you know know, and like i literally just told this guy i was like you know i'm doing it just to do it you know i'm not doing it for the fame i'm not not doing it for the fame i'm just doing it because i'm bored like you know yeah and if i get like if i get a good following i get like a steady group of people who are enjoying my content then that's all good it's all positive vibes like in all honesty, things are moving in such a positive direction with with SUIL that when I saw 140 views, 142 views, whatever it's at now, I was just I, I'm still in awe about a pe- hundred people actually taking the time out of their day to watch something that is literally just a passion project. Right. You know, and yes, that there there's a huge huge chance that that we're taking a big shot in the dark with this stuff, but we're working every chance we get like I'm here on my day off you know I'm here with uh, someone who you know could be twitch streaming but they you know you came out you know Swalhawk came out took some time out of his twitch streaming to come in here and waste you know 45 minutes for us to BS about things that to other people aren't important but at least we have a we'll have 15 to 16 people being like oh yeah that well now I know where Swalhawk plays and now I can now I can kind of watch him I can, you know, maybe give him a dono so that whenever he's in uh, London, right? London, yeah. He can, like, go and get himself, like, a badass meal. You right, know? like, uh, the funny thing was, like, I was talking with some of my buddies, IRL buddies, yeah. and, uh, and I was like, you know, hey, with this money, like, aside from the trip, what if I, like, you know, kind of splurge a little bit, Yeah. get me, like, an IRL streaming setup, like, yeah. whether it be my phone or a camera, like, whatever, you well, know? Well, so there's a cool thing on Anchor now. 
Anchor is what we used to use mm-hmm. before we I'm got familiar, yeah. yeah, before we got like into like the real streaming game. Like I'm not do- I'm not knocking anyone who who uses Anchor. We still use Anchor. But now we're we're using like Wondershare, we're using uh, some other stuff like Digital Cord, um, other other things to help us with the actual like legit podcasting. But you can do legitimate podcasting on Anchor. Mm-hmm. And now they have a video setup. They have like so you can legit do uh, video podcasting and all you're having to do is just create an account and then create the content and then it immediately goes to any anything that you have plugged into that that content uh, server so if you have YouTube tied into it you have Facebook tied into it Twitch whatever thing it's going to immediately share it to it right and it's really neat I don't think Twitch but you know what I'm yeah like just YouTube, any platform yeah, yeah YouTube any kind of any kind of podcasting platform that's connected to like uh, I think that there's is it Siri or or Sara or something like that? It's like a podcasting like like radio place that, that like houses a bunch of radios. I used to actually listen to it. It's been so long. Right. Like, I got to get back into this thing. But it'll 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 hook to like Apple po- Apple podcast uh, Apple streaming services anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think it's a great idea. I think like that's honestly what I did for Pride. Like. Uh, my my friend, shout out to Denise. I was, you know, I'm always so proud of her. She's just a killer person. She's just a, such a great, wonderful human who helped set up the Pride uh, event this year, and she's been in it since the beginning. But she created this wonderful event, and I'm just like, I'm hearing that there's protesters. I'm hearing that there's people that are that are kind of making, kind of bringing down the vibe. And so I was like, well, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna, you know, talk to these people. I'm gonna get, I personally. I'm an advocate, so I want to get the other side of it. I want to know why are these people in the heat, not having fun, you know, basically like, right. you know, you know, like what are they doing out there? Let, let's get into the mind of them and be respectful in the same way. Like I want to give them the opportunity to, to, to basically give their peace and not hold them into not 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 hold them in some sort of negative light. You know, I just want to talk to them. And that's really what SUI is kind of SUIL is kind of about. It's like I just. I want to kind of like catch the vibe on somebody, see how they, you know, talk about their really cool Twitch streaming, the fact that you get to like go to Europe, the fact that like people get to find you on Twitch, and um, like from here on, like we can only move in a in a positive direction. Right, and you know that like kind of like like I said, you know, before that circles back. Like yeah, I want to put the smiles on these people's faces who yeah. who use Twitch, who use YouTube, anything really, you know, to you know. To escape, you know, yeah. the you know the shit hand that they have at the moment, you know, I mean, and, and hopefully just like taking the day off from work and just being able to kind of unplug. Right, and you know, uh, like I said, you know, it's because you know I want them to be able to escape and yeah. you know watch my shit. Yeah. You know, I can curse, right? Yeah. Okay, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can, you know, they can watch my shit. You know, men laugh about it. You yeah. know, that's all I really want. You know, and if like you know, if I go up the you know the ladders of you know. Of success and you know so be it yeah but I'm not gonna forget you know where I came from where I yeah. started because then you know if I do that it's like you know you come to me like two yeah. years later and I'm living in LA or yeah, something yeah. you know Ho- hopefully Austin I don't think LA is gonna be good oh god yeah I know I think it's gonna be like I'm probably, honestly Dallas is <laughs> gonna be the newer thing honestly like. if I did become like you know high up there yeah in the on the totem pole I'd probably move to like Denver or something, you know. Yeah, I, I could see that. Denver's probably. Like, yeah. I think like where the where the new Twitch streamers are gonna go is probably like Dallas, Fort Worth area. They're definitely gonna be like Florida, Dallas, mm-hmm. probably Atlanta. 
Like a lot of. I don't know about all of them. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Florida's Florida's coming up. Texas is coming up. Yeah, like you know. everybody's migrating over here. Yeah, and exactly. So I don't. I mean, not that I don't think California's. I'm, I'm not. I'm not politically versed in the economics of California, but I know that it's not doing as well as Texas is right now. Right. I mean, they're never not doing well. Like they'll always probably. I mean, they're, I think they're going to. They're going to. They're going to continue to to be like I think it was like the third or fourth largest economy in the United States, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, so it, 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 in any sense, I think, like, if two years from now, I imagine I could still probably, like you said, where this is going, I could still get you on SUIL. Right. And yeah. vice versa. If we, like, the whole per, the whole point of SUIL at the beginning was a joke when we were calling it Road, was it road to Rogan or the map to McConaughey. That's what <laughs> right. we were going to do. And, like, this we called SUIL Road to Rogan. And we were going to just, like, interview a bunch of people until we finally got to the point where we could actually interview Joe Rogan. Right. Or interview a bunch of people until we could actually get to the point until we could interview uh, Matthew McConaughey. And, you know, I think that, you know, it, it sounds silly and it sounds kind of like, you know, a goofy thing to do, which, like, we just kind of, we just kind of changed, we just, I changed it entirely. I just like to circle back and talk about where it kind of came from. And for now, I mean, it's honestly just talking to anybody I find interesting. I want on my podcast. I think has something important to say. I think it's going to be fun and interesting to talk to. Uh, it's really just a, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's just a it's just a good conversation with good people, you know? right? You know, and that's yeah. you know, you look at some of these people, and it's like you know, oh, I'm you know, I'm the baddest, you know, yeah. MF ever, yeah. you know. Yeah, we, well, that's funny that you bring that up because we were talking. I was I was gonna, we were going to talk about uh, t- uh, Andrew Tate mm-hmm. and XQC, and so Andrew Tate comes up with this like they they they're him and. XQC are arguing over basically Tate's sensibilities and his ideals of uh, masculinity. And so Tate and this other guy, I don't know who the other guy is, but XQC is basically like yelling at Tate. And I don't know if you know who Andrew Tate is, but he's like six foot nine, ex like world champion kickboxer. And this guy's legit yelling at him. Mm-hmm. Like somehow the only thing that's holding him back is this is a is a digital tether. Because if he was an and if he was in front of Andrew, he would not be the thing that he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would not be this flint, you know, this this uh, verbose. You know, he would definitely be like someone who was. Oh, I don't think we should be like that, Andrew. I, I think that it's this. Is, no, but he's like he's like fuck you, Andrew. This is how you should be like. And he's screaming at him, Andrew's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, a twitch shield will do that to you. Like, right. Like you're 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 behind. You're you're several you're an ocean away and you're behind the screen. You would not be talking to me like this if we were face to face. So the whole thing comes down to like Andrew and XQC. He gives XQC a scenario of someone breaking in downstairs, and it's clearly a burglar. It's it's a break in. Who's going downstairs? XQC says the person most equipped to handle the situation, and Andrew Tate's like that is. That is the so most beta thing I've ever heard. Right. Like, it is you. You as the man goes downstairs. And he's like, well, he goes, I don't think either of us should go downstairs. I think that both of us should try and survive. And he's like, that is the most beta thing I've ever heard. It's right. Like, it's one like, of us has to go downstairs. It comes down to, like, you know, why are you throwing your stuff out there as yeah. the strongest dude? Yeah. But then you want me to go out there. You know, yeah. that, that doesn't make any sense. Well, like, Tate is, Tate is basically saying that, like, I, even if you're not the strongest person, even if you're, even if you, you 
you've got an, uh, an you've got a responsibility to the person that you love to protect that person through any means necessary. And his idea is, is well, what if she's a better shot? What if she's stronger than me? What if she's you know more versed in karate or jujitsu? And he's like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You are the man. As the man, you give you put on a certain amount of responsibilities to to take on that risk, even if you think that somehow she's better or she's more equipped to handle the situation. You take on the responsibility to, you know, confront the person downstairs. Right, and then like that also comes to like you know, like I'm like hypothetical, like you know, yeah, there's yeah, a hypothetical yeah, scenario. Yeah, hypothetical. So you can go on. You can add on to the hypothetical scenario. Right, right. Scenario. So like you know. That comes down to like, okay, like, what if these two were parents, you know, the man and the woman, you know, yeah. whoever's going downstairs, you know, and there was a child in the middle. Yeah. Whether that child is over here or over here. Yeah. Whether she's with, the child's with the dad, you know, yeah. he's got to go down there and kick, you know, whoever's yeah. ass is down there. Yeah. The mom is over, like, you know, if the child's with the mom, she's going to do the exact same thing. And see, that was the funny thing, because Tate brought up the fact, he's like, well, wouldn't you, like, like, let's take the wife out of the scenario, and we know that he's coming upstairs to hurt your child, would you at least go out of your way to protect the child? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, it's still my responsibility to be to, to stay alive. And everybody was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, right. Like, like, clearly you don't have children because, like, you don't understand that, like, even if you don't have children, I think he just hated Andrew Tate so much that he particularly wanted him to be wrong. But for most, for any, in any instance, if it was my nephews, if it was just a, just a, a, you know, if I was at a, you know, in a situation where there were people or children that were going to get hurt, you hope that, like, the, you know, the empathy, the empathy part of you is going to step in and make sure that the, those, those people are protected, you know, and he's like, this is your own child, your, 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 your safety and protection goes out of the window whenever you have the responsibility to take care of someone who is essentially helpless. Mm-hmm. And now you're just saying ignorant stuff to try and make me look silly, but in turn you're making yourself look like weak, ineffective, and small. Right. Now, I I don't I don't know you know I know where I stand on the on the situation. I would go downstairs. I say that I would go downstairs. It's always so funny when you hear these hypothetical situations of like, of like, what would you do? Like if there was a bag of money and, you know, it was in the middle of the street and you knew that you wouldn't get caught, would you take it? And I'm like, 13 or 14 year old me would turn it into the cops. Yeah. 34 year old me is having a very existential crisis right now. Yeah, because you're like, do I really want to do it? Do I really die? And it's just like, it's like, you know, are you going to go downstairs to protect your wife? You know, twelve-year-old me, thirteen-year-old me, is is hoping that he would go downstairs and do that. And now, thirty-four-year-old me is still hoping, is still hoping that he has, he has, he has the, the, he has the moral fortitude to go downstairs and protect his family. Right. You hope you do. Like you, you're in this scenario where someone is coming into a mall and shooting people. Are you going to be the one who's able to push his girlfriend down, butt himself up against the pier, and take the guy out? Boy, do you hope you're that guy. Right. And actually, you say that. Yeah. Actually, I have a personal experience. Something's yeah. kind of similar. I'm yeah. not going to say it's dead on. But yeah. So, um, you know the town we live in. It's yeah. not the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, maybe I want to say good 
four or five, maybe even six months ago. Yeah. I had a roommate at the time who was uh who was staying with me, you know whatever you know. I just happened to be off of work. Yeah. That night and you know, so I fell asleep on the couch. I was watching TV. She was in her room. I wake up. I think I remember you telling me vaguely. I remember. Yeah, vaguely. Her. I woke up, you know, because I heard her walking around. She was in the bathroom, going to the kitchen, whatever. So you know, I'm vaguely awake, but then I hear her coming closer. So sure enough, I open up my eyes, and sure enough, like she puts her hand, her hand on my mouth, you know, puts her finger on her lips, like you know, yeah. be quiet. And I'm like, okay, something's up, yeah. you know, because because the second like you know, if she did that when I was asleep, I would have freaked the fuck out, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But she's like, Shh, like you know, be yeah, quiet. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm listening. You know what's going on. Lucky enough, the TV was just not making any noise. Yeah. Sure enough, we hear footsteps outside of our living room window. Mm-hmm. We're like what the hell is that yeah and at first you know we thought it was the wind it's like okay there's no wind thought it was an animal no that is too damn you know heavy to be an animal yeah you know like what the hell is that so you know i pick my hand up off her mouth and whatnot mm-hmm. you know and uh and i kind of slowly walk over there and i have wood floors in my house <laughs> well, of course it's creaking right so it's creaking so i gotta be like you know very careful sure enough i look out the window and somebody's walking away yeah wearing a brown you know hoodie yeah yeah and i'm like you know i'm not gonna go out there unless this dude comes back yeah exactly you know and so apparently that's happened before when i was at work because i worked yeah. the night shift you know apparently that's happened before and i'm like you know why didn't you tell me about this you know you know she can handle herself yes but then again it's my freaking house you yeah, know yeah yeah you know, I'm going to be the first line of defense, you know. Yeah, because you, you feel you're going to protect your, the, the place you live. Yeah. And the person living in your space. Right, exactly, yeah. you know. She's there to kind of, you know, clean up the clean up the slack, you know, when I'm too tired to do it, you know. And then uh, if I have to, you know, I'll throw it down, you know. Yeah. I'll grab a knife. I'll grab, mm-hmm. you know, freaking, you know, a chain or something. Yeah, you, you know? hope, right? That's what I'm saying is it's like you hope you're that guy, right? Exactly, like, yeah. you know. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to go kick his ass. Yeah. But, you know. You're going to put up the fight. Right. Exactly. And you want to hope that you hope that you're going to be the guy who puts up the fight. Right. Exactly. Because, you know, you say this now, but when yeah. it comes down to it, yeah, push are, you, exactly, are you really going to be that guy? Yeah. And I think that's what really, and I'm not a big fan of Andrew Tate. I feel like he, he he's definitely a character. Mm-hmm. The real Andrew Tate, we'll probably never really know. He's a character. And he's developed this character into being this bravado red-pilled alpha male and he want and he's he's making money hand over fist by finding people 18 to 35 who kind of live in the same same thing you're talking about probably not the best upbringing not the best role models Mm -hmm. not good with women not good with money and he's like i'm fucking rich you could be rich i got girls you can have girls but you're lazy and you're a piece of shit and these are the things and if for if you pay me $45 a year you can take this class and you can learn how to be me right and it's just like and if you don't do it you're a beta piece of shit you know and it's just kind of funny because like I'm not I don't get me wrong I glo- I definitely have what everybody has in the uh, like looking for people who are saying the right things and doing the right things so like you know I catch on to people like I was a big Joe Rogan follower but I fell off from Joe Rogan I listen to these people I pick them up and then I drop them because 
I don't particularly need a father figure. I don't particularly need uh, a guru or a Jesus mm-hmm. or a cult to follow. I don't partic- I, I'm not the kind of person who particularly needs that stuff, but I can see the allure of it. I can see the allure of, of being a Tate follower and wanting to be, you know, catching that red pill and wanting to be an alpha and wanting to, you know, but the thing is, is that a hundred people are going to sign up for this thing and two people out of this are going to somehow find success from it and somehow maybe be, maybe feel like they're successful from it. But how much of it is actually success from you doing the full work from Andrew Tate or you just being the kind of person who could have done it before but just needed to be pushed? You know? Right. I think he says good things. He's like, they, they, most people, but, you know, good intentions, road to hell is paved with good intentions. I think that, you know, he definitely says things that are intriguing to people who aren't able to pull these things out of themselves. They need a little bit of a push. And if Andrew Tate is making people healthier, that's a good thing. But I think that there's a lot of negativity that comes with it. There's a lot of, like, um, personal issues. And me and Josh, shout out to Josh. He's my co- he's a, he's my co-owner. Uh, he's the co-owner of, the, of Monkey Mouth Podcast. When we try and get across to young men who are listening to this podcast, don't be jaded. Don't be sad. Don't be upset. Don't be mad because you were, because a woman or the person you like has, um, you know, isn't reciprocating those same feelings. Work on yourself. Try and try and work on your be a be the be, be a better per, better be a better version of yourself mm-hmm. and move forward because the, if you harbor those that resentment and that anger, it turns into this black pus that can turn into you being an incel or catching the red pill and being this like this nasty person when you can kind of like be like you can kind of hope that you're going to be the better person and work on yourself and go on and move forward and I think that you know I, I saw this really sad post from a, from an acquaintance of mine because Facebook is more acquaintances than it is friends yeah. that basically said re- rejection every, re- every, m- every man that I reject comes with a subtle with a slight sense of fear of how they're going to retaliate a woman should not have to worry about retaliation right. from a male. They, what they should have, they shouldn't have to worry about anything. But they should be, you know, what they should be able to do is move forward and be like, no, that was really kind of you, thank you, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in dating. I have a boyfriend, and there shouldn't be any. I should, you, you owe them no other explanation. You shouldn't owe them any other explanation. Mm-hmm. I, I don't particularly like you because of X. I don't particularly want you because of Z. And the more that, and I'm sorry, but the more you tell me why you don't particularly like me is is the, is more of a burden onto myself. I would I would much rather prefer someone saying, you know, oh no, this is you know this is let's let's pull that bandaid off quick, you know, and you can move forward and try and work on yourself and then catch feelings for someone else. You know, don't don't catch that red pill and don't be you know don't don't get jaded and angry because right you know and it's and it's easier said than done. Believe me. Oh, it's no, yeah, it's e- like it's easier on it's paper than it is, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's most definitely easier on paper than it is to live that, to live it. The same thing, like I said, you hope you're going to be that man. You hope you're going to be the person who pushes his girlfriend out of the way, posts up on a pole, mm-hmm. and is able to take out the shooter. Someone actually did that. A person actually did that. A person was in the, there was a mall, there was a mall, there was a shooting in the mall. The kid at, was was uh, exercising his, 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 his right to bear arms was able to actually, you know, take out the shooter, 
and save people's lives. But you, you know, even if the scenario isn't that much that serious, that serious, you hope that if that if there is a scenario where you are called to be the person who is making things easier, not harder, mm-hmm. that you can actually perform. You know. So yeah, like, I mean, like, as someone who's been on like both sides of the spectrum of that yeah. of that thing, like we're like we're going back to, you know. Do I want to, like, you know, start something? Yeah. God, no. No, yeah. Because half the time, like, these days, you don't know what people are capable of. Yeah, that's the worst part, right? Yeah, like, you know. You hope it's as simple as just a scuffle, but you don't right. know what they're capable of. Right, and then, you know, if someone starts to start something with you and there's somebody with you or yeah. there's others around, you're like, okay, either I need to walk away or just defuse the situation. Because yeah. then if something goes bad, you know, yeah. you know, someone's going to... So more than more than yourself is gonna get hurt. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I and like I said, there there's there's positives and negatives to listening to anybody. But I, ple- I I plead with people, if you're going to try and listen to these people online who are telling you how to live, nine times out of ten they're not living that life. Right. You know, they're not. They're not living that life. They're not. They're not living up to the expectations they expect you to have. So don't 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 do that to yourself. Don't live up to expectations of people on the internet. Because here's the thing. You're, if you live up to the expectations that you put on yourself, and if you even can't live up to that, at least try and be the better version of yourself. Right, right like, no one's telling you to go in the next three months yeah. to go get a private jet. Like, yeah. no one's telling you to do that. And it's, I mean, and it's impossible to do that. They can t- I mean, so many people have the key to success, right? But how many people are actually really, like, I mean, do you know anyone personally who wants to give you that key, that true key to success, right. and literally builds competition for themselves? You exactly. Know? So it's like, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I I find it kind of interesting that 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 was a big thing in the early 2000s, like when I was like probably like 16, or you know, probably like this was like this is like really early 2000s. Like I'd say probably right around 2011, 2009. Um, and um, there was like this real big come up with like the the like the um, peacocking and like the, the guys who were like you know showing men how to like spit game and stuff and it was just so oh silly. god you don't know yeah. what I'm talking about and that was like a big part of the internet for like the early like early two thousands it was a big part of MTV it was a big pickup artist pickup artist well I think uh, I think. Uh, Will Smith did that movie Hitch. Yeah, as like, yeah. I think that was also like, you know. That was kind of like the, the, the drop off, right? Right, it was it like was a drop off to kind of show like, you know, hey, these yeah. guys are assholes. You yeah. know, well, not just that. They can't, they, 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 you know, like everything that he was trying to teach that guy what it was to be an alpha was com- completely backfiring on him because in reality, he had never truly met the person. It, it works to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. It were like even family guy I think made fun of it where they I think like Brian was peacocking and dressing yeah. like affliction shirts and like yeah, yeah. you know, basically like being real harsh to women. It works, but it doesn't it works to it works to an extent of like are you trying to like what are you trying to get here? What are you trying to get out of this? Are you trying mm-hmm. to you know, you know, are you just trying to get to get you know, because I mean, me and my friend have talked. Me and me and Josh have talked about this. It's just like you can you can develop a relationship that's important and meaningful to you, or you can just have sex. And it's just like, at what spectrum are you trying to live your life? 
you know, you're trying to build a relationship, you're trying to build something together, mm-hmm. or you're just trying to get laid. And I think that that the fact that that these that these people who don't get it hold it in such high regard don't understand that that women are just people. They're just they're just trying to do the same thing we are. They're just trying to get through work. They're trying to get through life. They're just trying to you know pump gas. They don't need you there gossiping at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it, and it, you know. I always joke around that it's 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 about a tenth it's about I'd say it's about forty five percent true maybe fifty percent true that television and movies ruined a lot of behavior for men because if I you, can agree with that honestly you know like how I met your mother how hard did he pursue Robin it helped that Robin was his friend but if but if he was to do half of that stuff to just a, a woman who was a stranger he would have gotten a restraining order right exactly you know? so it helped that Robin was his friend but he consistently he consistently um, pursued Robin, and yes, they were in on and off again relationships, but he consistently pers- pursued Robin to the point where it was just like unhealthy. And he even told one of the one of the girls who was like, "Listen, man, you have to let Robin go." And he was like, "Even whenever everybody says no, and even when everybody says you're crazy, that's when you work harder." And it's just like, could you imagine telling that to somebody today, like as of someone today, like even if the girl tells you no. Even if everybody tells you that you're crazy, that just sounds like that sounds like toxic behavior. That exactly. sounds really bad. You know, that's that's not a healthy way to live. You know, but it doesn't it doesn't change the sen- the, the sense that like we've been drilled into that. They were even like like someone was saying that like uh, you know um, they were making fun of I think it was like it was uh, Cinderella, you know, and they were making fun of that, and it was just like. When you when you go back to it, it's it's a girl who lost the perfect sh- fitting shoe, you know. And if it was so perfectly fit, how come she lost it? And and someone was saying that it, it kind of made me laugh because someone was saying that women don't date down, but men don't care if they date up or down, mm-hmm. you know. And it just kind of made me laugh because it was like he was he was that first kind of like or he was the, 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 he was definitely dating below his standard. He just didn't know at the time, and he then he consistently stayed with her. Right. He, at the end of the thing, it was it was happily ever after, and he stayed with someone who was essentially royalty, but got pushed out through, you know, an evil Basically stepmother. Basically, felt the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt, you know, yeah, through stepmother and through other. Yeah, everybody finished the cartoon. But it's just kind of funny. Like I said, I think that I think that we have to move past the 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 behavior of the early two thousands. The behavior of if they say no there's still a chance you can win them over Mm -hmm. if you if they're not into you well that just means that you're not trying hard enough you're not you're not you're not giving them enough attention you're not buying them the right things or saying the right words and sometimes it's just that there's no chemistry there you can't fault a human for not finding you attractive and you you know it even doesn't help that like i think even like snoop dogg talked about it like his girl his wife didn't like him Mm, yeah, you know? and he was like, "Nah, you're gonna be my, you're gonna be my wife. We're gonna have kids together." And it's just like, that, I mean, I don't know. Maybe because of like, you know, the dating pool being larger and you know, dating apps and there's the you know the pool being bigger that you're not relegated to. And even though Snoop Dogg, I mean, he's you know he for all intents and purposes he he's you know he's a rich guy with a great career and it worked out for them. This doesn't mean that it's going to work out for you. You don't. You can't live like these people and expect the same outcome. Right. Because you're going to get maced. Honestly, like, well, it's like, 
with me and my uh, my previous ex, you know, yeah. we we basically lost the kind of the you know the chemistry. Like yeah. you know, at first, like yeah, we were basically all over each other. Yeah, that's the that's the like the honeymoon aspect of it. Like the honeymoon right, you know, phase. You know, I went on vacation with our family. You know, nice people, all that good stuff. Yeah, you know, all the things that couples do. Right, and it, it just it just fell off. Like yeah. you know. I wasn't like, you know, oh, I hate you, you yeah. suck. Like, there was no, no, none of that. Yeah. And it was kind of mutual. It was like, yeah, I kind of see it. I kind of see it's falling off, so, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, and did y'all guys go through the pandemic together? Uh, no, I, we actually started dating just as things were starting to lift up. It was getting better. Okay. You know, we got vaxxed and all that stuff, yeah. you know. Because I know that there was a lot of issues where, like, people were relegated to staying with each other for, so they were, like, constantly in close quarters with each other. And it just kind of it it, it turned to one it turned to a, a six month relationship into like a two year relationship. Yeah, the second they went out that door, it was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah, because they they had basically gone through an entire marriage, you know, in in two years. They had right. they literally they they were they were, you were forced to cohabitate with this person that you maybe you know would have known weeks or days into being in the relationship that there was no that there wasn't gonna work out but now you're relegated to literally living with that person and being quarantined or cohabitating you know permanently because there's no they're like you're stuck you're stuck mm -hmm. and then now you've gone from it from a, a period of relationship that would probably progress over a period of time now you're living that in hyperdrive it's literally you're doing every you're doing that so much quicker you know you're your first fight, your first, you know, you know, you're literally living an entire lifetime with exactly. each other for two, with two years, you know, and that was just not, not, I mean, it, it helped in other ways too, because then other people were like relegated to being, you know, are stuck with each other, and then they, like, it pushed it into hyper gear, and they're like, oh wow, I really love you, it's living, we just work together, we're able to cohabitate, let's get married, but then there was also the other part of it, it was like, I hate you, I don't want to hear you smell, right, you know, chew your food, <laughs> You know. Right, and you know, it's like I said, you know, I like I said, I saw I saw us falling off a little yeah. bit, and you know, it was to. I think that any any rational person or any person who has a healthy relationship can see it falling off. Like, right, and you know, like I said, there was no bad beef. There was yeah. nothing. You know, it's like you know, I really I liked her. Yes. Yeah. But if she wasn't happy, I'm not gonna force her to stay. Yeah, exactly. You know, because that's that's not right. You know. Yeah. Because then at the end of the day, like, the second she goes away, like, forever, yeah, you know, because, like, me or whoever mm -hmm. made a, made the significant other, like, you know, feel like crap or made, force them to stay, yeah, you know, you're going to look back and, like, damn, all the piece of shit, yeah, you know? Yeah. You definitely don't want to feel like you're forcing a person to be in a situation they don't want to be. And like I said, it's, man, it's not easy trying to find a healthy relationship in any time period and I think that it's funny that we're like oh 2020s really got make things difficult it's it's not easy at any point in time no. it's not easy to, it's not easy to talk to, to to it's not easy to like oh this is something that kind of caught me too and this will kind of probably be where we cut off after this where, where this guy had his head in his girlfriend's lap and then looked into her eyes and became so vulnerable that he started crying and she thought it was probably the most attractive thing that he had ever done because he was more of a guarded person who doesn't show his his emotions. I am riddled with emotions. Like mm -hmm. I think you know me pretty well. Like I'm not. I don't. I hold my emotions on my sleeve. You can tell if I'm angry. You can tell if I'm not having a good day. Because I'm generally a happy person. I smile. So people know pretty 
right off the bat. They can tell like, oh, Elias isn't having the best of day because he's like coming in happy. So like to, but I also don't I, any person that I'm gonna be in a in a relationship with. I don't think I could be that vulnerable with, especially as someone who is considered a cis male. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of hard to like open yourself up to that much emotion and then be taken somewhat seriously. And I think that's just an unhealthy. Uh, an unhealthy aspect of just being a, a, not just a male, but a person in general. Because a lot of people say, oh, women can show their emotions, but women also get, get called out for showing too much emotion in the workplace and in other aspects. Yeah, they get men, called out for it in a negative way, and yeah, it's, it's yeah, you know, I hate it. Yeah, but for men, it's mostly in relationships or it's, you know, you know, you don't want to be too vulnerable, you don't want to be, you know, too this, too that. So I'm not saying that it doesn't affect both sex, because it really does. Women have a harder time showing emotion more in the workplace. Mm-hmm. They get called hysterical, or they get called, you know, um, you know, just awful things for showing emotions in work. But they're more able to show emotions in private relationships and relationships with friends. Mostly, men aren't aren't really able to do that. And it's kind of funny when men are together. The emotional, the emotional pool and the depth of that emotional pool is how you feel in the day. Not good. Well, you suck. And that's why you don't feel good. Yeah. And then you both laugh, and then you feel better. And then it's like a, a, a person of the opposite sex, a cis female, can do that same thing, and they can have a 20-minute conversation about how they don't feel good, and they both come out feeling better. And it's just kind of funny that the emotional depth of, of a thing is so different from men and women that he was able... I, I love that. I'm, I'm really excited for them. I'm happy that they were good, that they were able to do that. I just don't see myself able to do that. Maybe it's just because I haven't found the person to really show those emotions to, mm-hmm. you know? But I don't think I would be able to, to, to literally look into someone's eyes, burst into tears, and ever think that that person could ever think of me more than just an emotional, you know, sack. Right, you know? and, like, someone like me, like, I'll be, I'll, st- I'll say it straight up, yeah. you know, I have I have trust issues. Yeah. I, will, I will not need to lie about yeah. that. And you know, and that's probably from the family aspect and other personal right, like just life, yeah. stuff that's happened, yeah. you know, and you know. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I don't, I can never. I, I mean, honestly, man, when I was at work, I could never really truly read your emotions. I didn't know how uh, Soul Hog was feeling that day at work. Mm-hmm. What I was thinking is like, is Soul Hog happy? Is Soul Hog sad? Well, how do I approach Soul Hog today? Because like, I don't particularly know. And you always knew, like, hey, Elias, what's going on? And you don't seem to, like, you, you're not yourself today. What's going on? Yeah. And to me, it was like, what's going on, Ernesto? Well, how are we feeling today? I think that's how I t- basically greeted you every day. And it wasn't that I was like, like, are you sad or are you happy? It was just like, what's going on today? How are we feeling? Like, I would be like, uh, break down the day for me. Are you yeah, like off? Are you happy? Are you right. sad? Because you didn't, you're not a generally, like, smiley person, but you're not angry or sad. Right. And that's what people, like, yeah. you know, see me as, like, you know, yeah. oh, this guy's an asshole, you know? Yeah. He's not saying much. He's not doing much. It's yeah. like that's not the issue, yeah. bro. It's like, yeah, I'm just, I don't show emotion yeah. unless you know I absolutely have to. Yeah, exactly. You know, but it's like you know, I'll, like I said, you know, I have trust issues. I'm not gonna spill my guts out yeah. to just almost anybody. Yeah. You know, it does take a lot for that. You know, for that wall to open up. Yeah. You know, for I think it's that same thing. You you know, emotional availability is this is a different kind of strength. Where like I said, I would hope I could be the guy who would be able to protect his his significant other in any dangerous situation. I also hope that I could be the man who can be who can be emotionally available for the person that he's supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. Right? I think it's it's just two two 
it's a, it's the sign of a different coin, right? Right. There's emotional strength and there's physical strength. Andrew Tate doesn't particularly like emotional strength. He feels that it's a beta behavior, and he likes physical strength because it's an alpha behavior. But I also think that you can you can show those behaviors and be 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 emotionally strong, and you can be physically strong, and they can both be an important aspect of building an entire person. You don't want to be one or the other too much. Right. Because you can be emotionally, you can be emotionally weak and physically strong, and then some, you know, you can be physically, you know, emotionally strong and physically weak. It doesn't really work. You have to have this, like, nice balance. I don't think that there's ever going to be a perfect balance, but I think that you can find that. And I don't particularly think that this guy's, you know, mo physically weak. I just think that he let that emotion get the better of him, and I don't personally think I could. Right. You know, yeah, that, that's just judging by what I've seen on it. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and say, you know, oh, I've seen every little bit about yeah. it. You know, based on what I have seen about it, it's like, you know, uh, XQC, he's like, you know, he's just spitting out words, you know, mm -hmm. but then when it comes down to it, it's just like, you know, yeah, like he's trying to hide in a corner, basically, yeah. you know, and then you got K that's that's saying shit too, but you know, at least he's living, uh, like, he looks, at least he's like. He's he's definitely portraying the idea of exactly. that life, right? Right. Like he, who I mean, I don't pretend. Like I said, he definitely show he definitely shows his work. Mm -hmm. You know, he he shows his now whether it's real work, whether it's all all true. Or he's hired someone. Yeah, to do Yeah, he's farm. hired someone. You know, it could be like what was it, uh, Lil Tay or whatever. Her name oh my, don't even get started about her. No, I'm just saying, like Lil Tay, all that stuff was fake. You know, the Bugatti or whatever she was driving, the... The, the, the Lambo the or whatever Lambo. it was. All, it was rented, the, the, the cash was fake, the persona, but she but she built that. I mean, she's he's literally little, he's big take. Yeah. You know, he's living this extreme lifestyle. How much of it is, is real? You know, even if it's 30%, it's more than XQC. Mm -hmm. You know, no offense to XQC, I don't particularly know him personally. I don't really know his content, but the way that he was... The, the amount of like chest thumping that he was doing to someone who could legitimately break him is hilarious. So I think, man, I think we wrapped up a great episode. So let's like, like let's hear where people can find you if they're really interested in, in uh, getting to know like uh, Soul Hog and where they can uh, get his content. I mean, you know, I try to post every so often on mm -hmm. Instagram, you know, Soul Hog 08, okay. you know, because one through seven were taken, yeah, yeah, you know. There you go. Um, you know, Sohago8 on Twitch.tv, you know, uh, got a Twitch stream coming out right after this, awesome. you know, that'd be great, awesome. you know, all that stuff, um, no schedule though, sadly, yeah, you know, yeah. just cause crap's crazy, but yeah. hopefully, you know, hopefully like when I get on this London trip, I'll be able to stream IRL, exploring the city, you know, yeah. all that cool stuff, you know, we'll, yeah, well we definitely hope to, to see that, and, uh, you're always welcome to, uh, to share it, you know, through, letting us know so we can definitely uh, get it out to the SUIL people and the Monkey Mouth people and whoever's following this and we appreciate anybody and everybody who who's watching this and uh, listening to Soul Hog and uh, me on SUIL you know yeah, so I appreciate yeah. it thank you again brother I hope you yeah, have thanks a for having me bro yeah. man this has been a long time in the talk and yeah. we're probably able to do it you know yeah it's man great. I appreciate it thank y'all so much for tuning into SUIL man